the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I hope you're having a great 4th of July weekend, as usual, when I record here in the studio during the week. And if I record early in the week, my levels are always messed with. Somebody apparently doesn't like to be deaf, so they keep the headphone jacks very low, and it gets to be a little disconcerting. I'm tired of complaining about it, so I'm not going to complain about it anymore, I promise. No, probably not. Couple of weeks, I'll probably complain about it anyway. I hope you listen. Hope you're having a great Fourth of July weekend. I hope the barbecues are great, uh, hot, hot and hum- hot and humid. Certainly uh, in the Northeast here, uh, in the New York, New Jersey area, where we broadcast out of on the radio. We've got a great show for you tonight. Craft beer cast that is going to join me from down in Virginia. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A double T U double L O. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast. Email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AGCraftBeerCast. You'll find all the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well. Odyssey.com. iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, including the Hopped Up Network. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com, and you can download and listen to the podcast version of this show uh, or uh, a bunch of others anytime you want. Now, coming up in 20 minutes... Frank Coons, he's the co-owner of Settle Down Easy Brewing, will join me. A great little brewery in Little Falls, Virginia. And I had I really had a great conversation uh, with Frank, not only about how the brewery started, um, but something that he says at the end of the interview, that if you are planning on opening a brewery anytime soon or uh, are in the process of wanting to open a brewery, you, you've got it, the, the, uh, the seed is germinating in your head, take a listen to the very end of the interview from Frank. Uh, and you will, um, you might get some good advice there. Let's put it that way. That's coming up just about 20 minutes from now. So last week we broke the news about Sapporo USA acquiring Stone Brewing. And, um, it, you know, uh, we didn't really get uh, a chance to really dive too much into it. And I, I wanted to just take a few minutes to dive into it here in this first segment because it was one of these things that broke. It broke very early uh, the Friday before last uh, very early in the morning. In fact, I usually I'm up around three in the morning, so it was like I saw the email like literally 20 minutes after they had sent it, and um, had a quick little chat with uh, Lizzie the uh, Lizzie Yukin, the uh, uh, PR director uh, for Stone, and it's interesting to dive into this. There's a lot of hate that Stone 
you know, was acquired by Sapporo. There's a lot of people that are not fans of Greg Cook, uh, and I totally get that. I understand why people are upset with him. I think, look, I think I think Greg Cook is a good guy, and I think he's pushed the boundaries as far as he can with craft beer. But let's face it, 26 years of a brewery, of doing things, innovative things, and, and you know, I think, in my personal opinion, I think, I, and I don't want to say this, is the da- this was the downturn of Stone, but I think when they started making hazy IPAs to cater to a market that wanted them, I think that's where he made a mistake. He was making great, classic beers that people enjoyed. Now, maybe sales were slacking off. I don't know all the numbers. I don't pretend to know all the numbers. I've heard rumblings, obviously, uh, you know, legal debts and things of that nature, the lawsuit against Keystone, um, Molson Coors, you know, a bunch of different things. I understand it. So, you know, those are things that are difficult. Opening a brewery in Germany that didn't work out. That's an enormous amount of money that was expended and, you know, they didn't recoup the return on investment. So I can understand, and, you know, bringing in Maria Stipp to, to you know, kind of right the ship, they were in, a, in, a, in an advantageous position for somebody to come in and offer money to take over. Now, he does divest himself of the Stone Brewery, but he, they still have their distribution arm, which was being built very successfully over the last couple of years. They're distributing uh, beers from Society and a bunch of other Southern California brewers. So in, this, in, in that instance, he's still going to be making money. He's not going to not be making money. I think that's a good move for him because distribution's a big deal. And, you know, when I get the whole distribution arm, it, I, well, I don't get the whole thing. It's different in different states. It's, you know, whatever. But um, it'll be very interesting. Uh, it's going to opt that, that um, the Stone Distributing, uh, it's going to operate as a separate entity from Stone. It, it'll, they're going to put more investment in brands, people in the future. So, I wonder if you're going to see people that are working at Stone that are going to kind of shift over to Stone Distributing uh, in the future. We'll see what happens. Um, for Sapporo, it's a great deal. They get two major breweries in the in, in distribution uh, production, I should say, not distribution. But they'll have one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. Uh, they'll be able to operate and get more Sapporo beer out there. Uh, whether that impacts the market or not, I don't know. Um, it remains to be seen, but it'll end up, you know, it's a good thing for Sapporo. They're talking, I think, in two years to have you know Stone righted and and making a you know a profit and this and that. That's ambitious. Let's see and let's see if they start to change the way Stone makes beer, different beers. We'll see. I I, I think if Stone wants to right the ship, if the new owners want to right the ship, go back to making the classic beers that Stone made for you know twenty plus years because I think that's what some people want and I think. There's an audience for that, and maybe you have to cater to that audience, especially that loggers and pilsners are making a huge comeback. You have to do what you what got you there. That's the key for me, uh, and at least in my opinion. But hey, kudos to everyone all around. Um, you know, there's a price for everything, so that's the bottom line. All right, I've spent a couple of minutes on that. Let's dive into some other news and notes. Boots and Brews. This is one of California's largest traveling festival production companies. This is CBF Productions. Uh, they've announced the return to Santa Clarita with its legendary Boots and Brews Country Music Festival at Central Park on Saturday, September 3rd. That's not the Central Park in New York City, folks. A family-friendly outdoor affair featuring tasty food vendors, local craft brews, headline performance by legendary superstar Brad Paisley. Um, this is uh, in Santa Clarita, Los Angeles County's largest and most successful country music festival back 
Uh, they've had a bunch of different past acts, but again, Brad Paisley will be the headliner here. They'll have VIP, uh, you know, access, uh, bar with, which includes exclusive bars and food vendors, flushable toilets, and it's very exciting, private corrals for rent, and adding a brand new upgraded paddock level, which offers up-close viewing and extra amenities. It's a, uh, an additional single-day event. Tickets, Boots and Brews offers a multi-festival pass. It allows guests to attend multiple Boots and Brews events throughout Southern California for a special price. Bootsandbrews.com. Um, for more information on the uh, on the festival, visit that website there. Join the mailing list to receive news and special offers. Uh, coming off an amazing time at the 2022 a World Beer Cup ceremony where Joyride Brewing's Ice Cutter Kolsch declared the best in the world by winning gold in the German-style Kolsch category and on Joyride Director of Brewing and Marketing Dave Bergen's birthday, no less, the brewery excited to announce their annual anniversary block party celebration July 15th through the 17th. The brewery will celebrate eight years of commercially brewing beer. All about community and collaboration for Joyride and Anniversary Bash include closed-off streets, a main stage featuring a lineup of live bands throughout the weekend from American and Bluegrass to Mountain Blues in the 90s, as well as Millennium Rock Hits, a collaboration competition with Joyride's best brewery friends, food trucks, kids' zones, and, of course, award-winning beer like that um, aforementioned Kolsch, perfect for a hot summer day on the patio. Um, they've made nearly 9,000 barrels of beer since 2014. It's over 2 million pints. Uh, they're very excited to do this. Uh, the bunch of uh, collabs here, let's see, Downhill Brewing and Woods Boss Brewing. This is all in, in Colorado. Uh, Saki Rice Lager. Bottles and, uh, Barrels and Bottles Brewery and Odell Brewing Company will be doing a sangria-inspired wine beer hybrid. Uh, Station 26 Brewing Company and Westbound and Down Brewing Company Cold IPA. And Call to Arms Brewing Company and Strange Craft Brewery Company will be doing a lemon saison. Uh, lots of cool stuff from a Joyride Brewing. We'll see if we can get the um, we'll see if we can get the owners on next week before the festival. Talk a little bit more about it. I think that's uh, I think that would be a great idea. Uh, Dogfish Head and Trillium uh, have put together a collab, two different collabs: one brewed at Trillium, one brewed at Dogfish. Um, it is uh, called True Action IPA. It's a single IPA of 6.5% um, brewed with both malted wheat and rye and dry hop of Pacific Northwest hops. Um, it, 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 it's orange and a little hazy, less so than Trillium's usual offerings. Um, there's some grapefruit uh, on the nose, mango and pineapple, and then there's this pine-like note to the finish. It reminds folks of the dog he- Dogfish Head's 60-minute uh, IPA. It's available throughout Dogfish Head's distribution area in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic. Uh, releases of a double dry hop version of the beer, as well as DDH True Action Double IPA planned for Trillium's Greater Boston location. So that's really cool there. Uh, so you got Dogfish Head and Trillium doing uh, essentially the same beer, but different versions of it um, that'll be released in different areas. So I've seen a couple of people with the Dogfish Head one uh, locally in the New Jersey area. So I will have to um, see if I can get that uh, and check it out, and I will report back to you. As to how it tastes, which is really cool. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. And then a little bit later on from Settle Down Easy Brewing, Frank Coons, the co-owner, is going to join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Queensryche, Rage for Order, Walk in the Shadows. Jeff Tate, baby. What a voice. So glad I got to see him do this album in its entirety back in uh, September of last year. And it was this past week in 1986 that this album was released. It was sort of a con- their first sort of concept album. Didn't really get the... Uh, a claim that people were expecting it to get. Um, it's a great album. When you listen to it over and over again, it really does grow on you. Uh, it was when they went into their crazy makeup uh, phase, but boy, I'll tell you, it's a great album. But Operation Mindcrime, still my favorite. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Frank Coons, he's the co-owner of Settle Down Easy Brewing, is going to join me on the program. Great little brewery in Little Falls, Virginia. Uh, we had a really nice talk with Frank. Uh, we'll get into that and so much more. Just in in about 10 minutes from now. Our friends from Switchback Brewing have announced the release of Zabu. It's a brand new 5.9% hazy IPA. It's available in 16-ounce cans, uh, four packs, and in 12-ounce can, 12 packs, and on draft, local bars and restaurants. It is um, uh, 100% naturally conditioned. All of their beers are 100% nationally conditioned. It's, um, let's see, it features a zestful, effervescent blend of hops, hand-selected to amplify aroma, vibrant notes, juicy stone fruit, honeydew, melon, orange, peach, pear, creating a fun and expressive flavor. Uh, Bill Cherry, the brew founder, brewery's founder and brewmaster, says, everyone needs a relaxing summer this year, especially Zabu Hazy IPA, all about chilling out. Whether you're right at home, at a concert, or around the campfire, it's the perfect getaway vibe for enjoying the summer season with friends, family, uh, and fun. It is available at the brewery and throughout New England and upstate New York. Uh, it is also going to be featured at a bunch of different events throughout the summer. Uh, so that's really cool. New hazy IPA from Switchback. Got to get Bill back on the program. It was a, a couple of years ago we had him on, and um, we did discuss uh, a lot of smoked beers, and he sent me a bunch of smoked beers, which I really, really enjoyed. So I'm going to reach out to Bill and get him back on the program again. Now, uh, for folks in Jersey, um, this is what a, what a horrible story what happened at High Rail Brewery. 67-year-old man crashed into the uh, tap room of High Rail Brewery in Highbridge uh, the Friday before last. He suffered only minor injuries. However, a Scotch Plains man driving his car, Mercury Sinan, around uh, a little after 4.30 on that Friday uh, on fi- Route 513 northbound. He crashed into the large side window of High Rail Brewing Company, which is located on 20 Main Street. Uh, it looks like it was the car's mechanical failure, the, the contributing factor, that's from the Highbridge Police Department Chief, uh, Brett Bartman. Uh, it entered the brewery's tap room. the car did, struck a support beam as well as tables, chairs, and equipment. There were two employees in the brewery. They were not injured. They were cleaning the windows. They were getting ready to open. Um, residents had to be evacuated from the building due to structural damage. I guess there's apartments on top. Um, but High Rail Brewing is going to be closed until further notice. Uh, They said that the taproom sustained extensive damage, but luckily it happened 30 minutes before opening. No guests were injured in the accident. Furniture, kegs, and fermenters can be replaced. Lives cannot. We're thankful that no one was hurt. No charges have been filed. Highbridge police were still investigating the incident uh, as of last week. So we don't know what's going to happen there. But, however, High Rail is going to be out of commission for a little while, and that's a shame. Um, I have not, I don't think I've had anything from High Rail yet, but I've heard good things about the brewery. And that's a shame that that happened and that they're sort of temporarily out of business right now, which is not cool. When we get more information on that, uh, we will certainly pass it along to you. Cypress Brewing, they are celebrating seven years as a brewery. That's taking place this coming week or this coming weekend. 
uh, July 9th, and uh, July 9th is the, is the anniversary party. I'm sure that uh, Charlie's going to be uh, doing this all weekend long. They've got a bunch of different bottles that will be coming out. Nevermore, it's a sour standing at 8.5%, sat in a Woodford Reserve barrel with black pepper, peppercorn notes, and a seven-year stout standing at 13.1% that sat in a Willits barrel that's thick and hearty with rye notes. Uh, they got a couple of bands that will be going on later in the afternoon that day on the 9th. Taps will be flowing with plenty of beer. I would have loved to have gotten there. Unfortunately, I will be out at City Field as they are retiring Keith Hernandez's number 17 jersey. So kudos to Cypress for seven years. Um, now that I have some free time, i got to get over there. And uh, Charlie and I have to do a, an interview. Maybe we'll do one at the brewery and we'll have a couple of beers uh, this summer and we'll get that interview uh, on the program. Departed Souls is on the list, a bunch of others as well, but... Um, that might be one of the first stops that I have to make. Trogues uh, Brewing has announced the release of Raza Squeeze. It's a refreshing new beverage uh, alternative that the Hershey, Pennsylvania Brewery has dubbed a sparkling fruit refresher. It is gluten-reduced, all-natural-flavored malt beverage. It's made with organic fruit. Fresh, juicy, organic raspberries are the focal point of Raza Squeeze. The addition of real limes adds a twist of zesty Citrus to the flavor. It's for health-conscious drinkers, of course. It comes in at about 4.5% with no added sugar or high-fructose uh, corn syrup. Uh, to reduce the gluten content to less than 10 uh, parts per million, uh, the brewing team at Trogues devised a blend of jasmine puffed rice and ancient grain barley. For more information, just head over to Trogues.com. Lukey Brewery is celebrating their two-year anniversary, July 15th uh, through the 17th. So the uh, Arvada, uh, Arvada, Colorado Brewery, they have familiar ties to uh, Ringling Brothers uh, Circus dating back to the 1920s. They're throwing an epic anniversary carnival-themed celebration. It's going to be um, uh, all different types. Well, they did that in year one, but for year two, it's basically sort of the same thing, that they're going to have a big party. Uh, there's going to be some circus-themed uh, things to it. Uh, co-owner head rigmaster Jeff Smith uh, is going to be on the program next weekend to discuss the whole event in detail. It's three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 15th through the 17th. They're going to have a box set. Uh, they're going to have a, what's really cool, a hard seltzer slushy bar. That's right, hard seltzer slushy bar. I guess you can create your own seltzer flavor. Really cool. Uh, they're going to have caricature drawings from uh, noon to 3 on Saturday, face painting, live music. Sunday they're going to have a whole bunch of different things as well. They're going to have uh, movie bingo. A lot of really cool things that are going to be going on at Lukey Brewing. And we'll talk to Jeff Smith next weekend on the program. And he will discuss what's going on. And then finally, our friends from Screaming Hill, Brett and the guys at Screaming Hill, they're doing two really cool things. Uh, one is taking place in August. The other one is taking place in November. The November one I'm certainly going to be a part of. But the uh, August one, uh, remember uh, going to camp as a kid? You ever, you know, did you ever go to camp as a kid? Well, Screaming Hill is going to be doing a grown-up camp. Uh, this is at Liberty Lake in Bordentown, New Jersey. It takes place August 21st from noon to 5 p.m. Uh, they're going to have boating, rock climbing, water balloon toss, swimming in a pool with double slides, archery tag, mini golf, old school field day games, live music, tasty food trucks, and Screaming Hill Farm Brewery setting up a beer garden at this event. Because um, they did say it's a grown-up camp after all, so 21 and older, no kids allowed. And you're going to get to hang out and drink beer and have some fun. Tickets are available. Just go to Screaming Hill Brewery's website. Uh, there's some links there. Uh, click on it. You can uh, sign up. Uh, I, I don't know what the cost is, but there is a sign-up uh, page that you can uh, sign up for and head over there to Bordentown on August 21st from noon to 5 p.m. And then 
The Back Road Ramble, second uh, annual Backboard Ram- Back Road Ramble, taking place Saturday, November 5th, 10 a.m., on the farm at Screaming Hill. Uh, it is uh, basically, it is a 41-foot walk. Four people, it's a relay race. You have to hand off a corn on the cob. It was a lot of fun last year. I am definitely getting a, 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 a team together to do this speed walk. Uh, it is, um, now again, it's a walk. It's not a jog. It's not a run. Uh, you have to, um, you know, you have to walk. If you try to speed, if you try to, you know, go too fast, you will be disqualified. Uh, as they say, be aggressive, be competitive, be kind, and get ready for a lot of laughs and high fives. The costumes last year were fantastic. It's a great event. It's 41 feet, people. It's, it's great. And here's the best part. Um, they are, uh, it's a fundraiser to raise money for two of their favorite charities, Farms Against Hunger and Grow a Row. Their mission is to reduce food insecurity by ensuring access to fresh and healthy produce to as many families as possible. That is an awesome cause. I am definitely going to be a part of that. We're going to get Brett on the program to discuss Back Road Ramble probably sometime late summer, uh, but I am definitely getting a team involved uh, to get involved in this event because it's going to be uh, just an absolute uh, a lot of fun. It was so funny watching people um, you know, eating donuts and drinking beer at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, to get to get you know prepped at nine o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. I forgot what time I got down there. And everybody's shoving donuts and drinking beer uh, on the farm. Uh, it was a little bit of a chilly day, but it was perfect. It really was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Brent and his guys did a great job, and of course, don't, uh, you know, supporting two great organizations to help out people in need that need food. Now, when we come back after a short break, Frank Coons, the co-owner of Settle Down Easy Brewing, is going to join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me very easily at Al Gattulo on Twitter, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we're also on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Alexa ready as well. Uh, Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio. Uh, if you missed the show on any of those, you can always go to one of those uh, streaming services just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. It'll pop up. You can download it and listen to it at your leisure, including the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can check out the podcast version of the show, usually a couple of minutes after the show ends, around uh, you know a little after midnight Eastern time on Monday morning. You can download and listen to the show at your leisure there. And there's plenty of other great beer podcasts on the Hopped Up Network you can check out at your leisure. My next guest, he is the uh, owner of a nano brewery in Falls Church, Virginia. These guys have been pumping out beer since 2018. And my good friend in the radio business, we used to work together over at Fox News Radio and uh, WABC uh, AM, Jessica connected me with the owner and said, hey, this would be a great interview for you. Now, when Jess suggests something, I know it's going to be good. So thank you, Jessica. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just go to SettledownEasyBrewing.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer for the first time, Frank Coons. Frank, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for this opportunity to talk with you. Oh, no problem. So the name of the brewery came from a classic rock band song. Uh, give the folks the origin of the name. 
Yeah, so my brother was a bartender at the Veterans of Foreign War in Brockway, Pennsylvania. His last call song every single night was Ramble on Rose by the Grateful Dead. Uh, sad a little bit, Al, but uh, we lost Brian in 2015. Oh, um, sorry to hear and that. to pay to pay homage to my younger brother, um, I, I, a friend of ours wrote this beautiful story about my brother that started with the words "Settle Down Easy," and it's from the song "Ramble on Rose." So I've been homebrewing for about 20 years, and I said one day I'm going to have a dream. I'm going to open my own brewery, and I want to call it this to pay homage to my younger brother Brian. And uh, fast forward to 2017, two buddies of mine living in Vienna, Virginia, um, we're, we're drinking my craft beverage I made. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we want to open a brewery. You've been making beer. Let, let's do it. And I, I told them the story. I just told you about my brother. And uh, the rest was history. Oh, that's awesome. And, and by looking at your tap list, you have a wide variety of options for folks when they come in for a brew. Was that by design? Yeah, we, we, wanted, to be, we wanted to offer... Uh, a little bit of something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple IPAs, a couple lagers, a couple pilsners. Uh, we wanted to have a nice palate, 12 beers on tap um, with a seltzer that we make in-house. But we wanted to offer a, a wide variety of things. And, and we've, we've, we've really become popular with two of our beers. One is a honey jalapeno ale that we make with uh, jalapeno, habanero, and serrano. Won a gold medal at Best in Craft in 2019. And then last year we, we won a bronze medal at the same competition uh, with the hazy, uh, juicy category, the hardest competition to medal in uh, with our two cloud nine hazy New England IPA. Oh. That one is a, those, those are two like iconic beers in the DMV. Very cool. And you know, heat beers are very you know for for some it's very difficult because a lot of times the heat can become too oppressive in a beer and it, it just kind of sits there on your palate a little too long. Like the habanero sculpin from Ballast Point is one that comes to mind where. Some bottles, it'd be light on the heat, and then other bottles would be very heavy on the heat. So it's a really delicate balance to get that heat just where you want it consistently, uh, you know, pour by pour. So that's great that you guys meddled in that, uh, that you were able to do that, which is really cool. We're talking with Frank Coons. He's one of the owners of Settle Down Easy Brewing. They're located in Falls Church, Virginia. They're open every day but Monday. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just go over to SettleDownEasyBrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, uh, Frank, and my next question here, what beers do you have in the tanks that are going to be released soon for folks who may be traveling down to your neck of the woods uh, for a summer vacation and they might want to try? Yeah, we, we, we have some really fun beers that we, we make, and uh, we've kind of got a couple that we do seasonally. And one of the fun ones that we have coming up is called the Dullest Whip. It's a play on um, the Disney, like, delicious Dole dull dull Whip. Whip. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly, Al. And uh, the Dulles Whip is a milkshake IPA. We have a lot of pineapple in it. We drop it in, like, middle of summer, uh, right around the 4th of July. We also have a, a pre-prohibition lager that we're dropping that's another fan nice. favorite we've done for the last three years, which is a, a pre-prohibition before World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, the GIs needed a lot of corn, uh, so a lot of our beers were made with corn, and then it changed over to grain. So we have 51% of the mash is corn-based. Uh, that's a really, really fun one. And then uh, we're getting, you know, it's crazy to talk this way, but, you know, pretty soon we got to be brewing for Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a Merton and a Lager on deck as well. Awesome. Uh, that Dulles Whip and that Pre-Pro are phenomenal. Yeah, that's awesome. And everybody, you know, complains all the time. How come they put out Oktoberfest beers in August? Well, you got to do that in order to get to October because if you don't, you wait too long, you're going to have a lot of Oktoberfest beer sitting around uh, at your brewery in January and February, and you don't want that. Now, Frank, COVID, COVID obviously hit a lot of businesses hard all across the country. But now, as we're starting back up and moving forward, 
Um, switching to an endemic, I know people are saying we're in an, endem- in an endemic, but I-, I don't know if I don't know if we're there yet. I think we're very very close. But one of the bigger issues we're seeing across the country is retaining employees, and in some cases finding people who actually want to work. I know the unemployment rate has gone down precipitously, but we're finding that people are still, you know, out of work. So where are they getting this money from? Are you dealing with with any of those issues in your business that you're finding that you can't retain an employee or you just can't find employees that want to work? I'll tell you, Al, we, we are so blessed. We, we have created a culture and an environment and an atmosphere that people want to belong to. And um, it, it is we have folks that call and email us daily going, Hey, I want to be part of this team. We, we built this feeling of belonging. It's almost fraternal. Um, mm-hmm. And people come in and they're like, wow, I love the vibe here. I love, I love your culture. I love your people. It's just like, you guys have this really great vibe. And so we're so blessed. And this is someone coming 20 years in the hospitality industry, working for Starwood and Marriott. Right. And I was blessed to, to go through that, um, you know, go, go through that training of, of teaching how to take care of your employees because they ultimately take care of the customer. Right. So we, the, the two owners, myself, Jimmy and Chip, we, we have this rich culture of taking care of those who take care of our customers. And, and people um, come to us saying, I want to be part of this, it, it, part-time, full-time. So, you know, we, 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 we haven't even posted uh, looking for help, but we've, we've hired three new people in the last three months um, to help us expand the growth of our, our business. And through the pandemic and COVID, we doubled capacity. Um, just by being authentic, genuine, and having a sincere care uh, to provide the best beer in the Northern Virginia area. Well, kudos to you, sir. That's great, because here in the Northeast, up in in, in the New Jersey, New York area, we're finding a lot of people, a lot of businesses, are having problems retaining people, or in the sense of, you know, they say they're going to come in, and then they don't show up. And then, you know, obviously short-staffed, and you see... Uh, you know, restaurants closing and breweries starting to close, and that's not a good thing. We're talking with Frank Coons. No. He's one of the owners of Settle Down Easy Brewing, located in Falls Church, Virginia. They're open every day but Monday. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just go over to SettleDownEasyBrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You do have a new location that's getting ready to open. Where is this location, and will it be similar uh, to the Falls Church location? So the Falls Church location is our primary manufacturing plant. It's very mm-hmm. industrial. We have a partnership with a local Tex-Mex restaurant that, that has a taqueria set up inside the, the, uh, the brewery, which is a great partnership. Mm-hmm. The second location, we found a little void in, in a community called Oakton. So it's in northern Virginia, about 18 miles west of the District of Columbia okay. on Route 66. And it doesn't have its own bar to call this little community of 36,000 residents in Oakton, Virginia. It doesn't have its own bar to call its own. There, there's nothing. Wow. There's a void. And we said, you know, this would be a great place to open, settle down easy. Uh, and we were like going back and forth. And we we're like, let's do the Oakton tasting room. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a food vendor of ours, a partner who's done some pop-ups at our brewery in Falls Church, uh, the fermented pig. They, they said, hey, we, we would love to do something with you guys. So we're, we're elevating the feel of Settle Down Easy at Oakton Tasting Room with a little bit of wine, um, cider, and our beer. We do have a one-barrel brew house that will be installed there, but we're going to elevate it uh, with some wine flights, some beer flights, uh, brats, German sausage, but charcuterie and cheese. And uh, we, we think it's going to be the right mix for the residents of Oakton, Virginia, um, it's right outside of Tyson's, okay. uh, which is a big shopping mecca to Northern Virginia. And we think it's going to be a, a really fun, casual, but approachable experience. Awesome. And so we're talking like late summer, early fall for the opening? 
Is that kind of the approximate? Yeah, you know, uh, the supply chain that you mentioned, Al, you know, yeah. with everything that happened in the pandemic, uh, our air handler and chiller for the roof of the building has been delayed till July. Ah. I, my wife and I were just there yesterday. The building is done, like inside, mm-hmm. and we're just waiting for that equipment to arrive. Gotcha. And then we have to lay the flooring, the bar top, and uh, we, we should be ready to serve our community. Gotcha, gotcha. Last question from me, Frank. Looking back on the last four years, if someone is listening right now and is getting ready to open uh, their own brewery or wants to, you know, start the process to opening a, a brewery for themselves, what's the best piece of advice you could give them? I'll tell you this, Al, and this is sincere. Uh, when we started the brewery, um, we approached six different brewery owners in Northern Virginia to ask them to sit on our advisory board to say, hey, how did you guys do this? How did you navigate the county? How did you know which one equipment? So I will tell this to the listeners. Mm-hmm. If you are sincerely thinking about opening it, drop me a note. Facebook, Instagram, settledowneasybrewing.com. Um, send me a note. I would sit down. I'll carve out some time, and we will have a sincere, genuine conversation about what do you need to do to open the brewery. There's a thousand things I could say, Al, about fundraising, uh, generating the income you need to you know, open your own establishment. Um, but, I, but I think being sincere to the, 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 the community in which you're going to open your business is critical. You have to be engaged in the community. That's you know donations, philanthropic, Right. Uh, 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 something to give back to the local area. It's critical. But to, to the listeners, if there is someone thinking about it, drop me a line. We'll carve out 30 minutes. We'll have a call, and I'm uh, happy to share what it took for us to open the, the brewery. Folks, no better advice than free advice when you can take advantage of it. Speaking to a business owner who's done it, who's been doing it for a couple of years now, and is very successful and is getting ready to open up a second location. That is awesome. My guest has been Frank Coons. He's one of the owners of Settle Down Easy Brewing. They're located in Falls Church, Virginia. Open every day but Monday. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just head over to SettleDownEasyBrewing.com. Frank, thanks so much for joining me tonight. All the best, sir. And if I'm in the area uh, one of these days, I will definitely stop in to have a beer. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. You got it, Frank. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds, the patriotic edition, 4th of July weekend, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer a little more of Queensryche and Rage for Order, an album that came out uh, earlier this week back in 1986. Chemical Youth, We Are Rebellion. I got a chance to see Jeff Tate do this album in its entirety. Didn't get to see Empire because the power went out down in Red Bank uh, last September, and it was fantastic. He also recently admitted, which it, I, I shouldn't say is surprising, but is actually good to hear. Um, that um, he sings most of his songs down a notch uh, because he can't hit the notes anymore. And he said, if you're playing on a consistent basis, you know, when you've started singing at one point in your career, it's inevitable that you have to go down an octave or half a step when you're singing these songs later on, especially if you want to save your voice. Now, I don't know if Rob Halford does that. It doesn't sound like he does, and I don't think he uses auto-tune. Um, but um, a number of artists have admitted to doing that. The Scorpions have admitted it, uh, a number of different bands. Hall & Oates, if you're listening, 
John, you know, just take it one step down. I don't like what they've done in their recent tours. I won't go see them again because they're too busy. Daryl Hall's too busy trying to do an R&B version of his song when people want to hear the song as it was originally played. And if you can't sing it at that level anymore, if you can't sing it at that octave, drop it. Drop it down one half step. I'm telling you, you take a little bit off the fastball. It's okay. It's okay. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Anyway, let us dive into Suds and Duds. A uh, bunch of different beers from Source that I had uh, over the weekend. The first one that I had was a pour when I walked in to go pick up my beers. Um, Phil uh, Petraka, one of the owners, uh, said, hey, you want a beer? And I said, am I going to turn down a beer from you? Of course not. So he gave me a pour of the collab, uh, Lovely Haze, between Source and Imprint. And this is one that I didn't buy in a four-pack. And I probably should have, but... Again, I'm trying to stay away from IPAs for a little bit, but I, I never turned down a free pour of beer. Come on, that's just that's just silly. But um, it's a delicious beer. Pineapple, melon, stone fruit, uh, just a perfect collaboration by these guys. If you follow me on Untapped at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, you will see just from the color and the picture alone, it's a delicious, juicy, hazy IPA. It is just fantastic. It's really, really good. Now, the other two source beers that I had there, uh, actually, I had a taste of the, the new beer that, that's out this past weekend. Uh, this was off the Bright Tank. Um, I forgot the name of it, and I just don't feel like looking it up right now. We'll review it on next week's program. But it wasn't uh, perfectly carbonated yet. Um, still sitting in the tank getting ready to be you know, fully carbonated, but it was delicious. Uh, Pilsner, Hoppy Pilsner, it was fantastic. Um, but they, they did a Mexican lager, uh, Buena Suerte. Uh, nice, flavor, nice flavor, super crushable. Love the can art on that one, but it was one of those, I saw a Mexican lager, click, I had to buy it. That was just, for me, it was an easy purchase. The next beer from them that was an easy purchase is the Summer Saison. Grassy, earthy, spicy, really, really delicious, but the can art with the daisies on it blew me away. As soon as I saw it, I said, I'm getting this. I don't care if I like it or I don't like it. The can art, you ever notice when you're going through uh, different beers, you ever notice that if you go into a store can art will catch your eye on certain things. Sometimes you just uh, you're looking for a, a you know a juicy IPA. Maybe you're looking for a stout. Maybe you're looking for a lager, whatever it is. But sometimes you get a beer that just hits you. The can art just hits you in a way that says, "I got to try this." That was that. That was the impulse purchase. It was kind of like I have to have this, and I bought it. And I'm glad I did because it's delicious and it's a perfect refreshing summer beer. Uh, you know, whether you're out on the patio, the deck just enjoying some quiet time in the backyard uh, or wherever you are, beach, um, it, it's, it's a perfect beer. Uh, then I took some takeout from Paragon Tap and Table uh, last weekend, and while I was waiting, I uh, had a couple of beers there. First one up is the Through the Spyglass uh, by Icarus. Uh, this is a collab with, um, oh, I forgot who did this collab. It's them and somebody else, and I can't, again, I can't remember. I should have this stuff written down, and I don't. It's an outstanding double IPA, creamy, smooth, delicious. It's a really, really tasty beer. It was very, very good. And then uh, Keith had turned me on to um, Triple Crossing Brewing they have on tap. Now, these guys, I believe, are in Massachusetts, he said. Green Dreams, Moteca, uh, Muter, an experimental hop uh, by Triple Crossing. Melon, a little bit of bite to it, delicious. I was going to opt for a lager uh, for my other beer, but let me tell you something. I'm glad I did this. Because it was fantastic. Um, and they're brand new. I hadn't heard of them. Uh, and Keith's like, no, you got to try this. It's, it's really, really good. And you know what? 
he was he was spot on. By the way, uh, it may not still be on tap, but um, the Twin Elephant beer, the um, the S'moresborg, is still on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. If you're looking for a dessert beer that gives you the taste of a cold s'mores in the summertime, my advice to you is to to get over to Paragon Tap and Table and try it. You will not be disappointed. So then uh, this past Sunday, last Sunday, uh, my wife and I went down. Uh, we are looking to get a dog. Uh, my wife wants a dog. Uh, I like dogs. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to have a dog, but... Um, I know my, it's very important for my wife to have one. And you know what? I love dogs. So I said, all right, as long as we don't get a yappy dog. I don't like really small dogs that just, you know, they're just constantly yapping away. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of those. But I want a dog, right? So we went. Um, my cousin's fiance uh, volunteers at a place called Shore Saves. You can volunteer with them. I believe it's at Shore Saves. Uh, if you want to check them out, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, donate. Um, they, um, they had, uh, this dog, Jackson, and we're looking at the dog. We love the dog. Uh, they're supposed to be doing a family visit and we're hoping that we're going to be able to adopt this dog. He's a beautiful dog. It's a terrier mix. Um, he's awesome. So while we were down in South Jersey, um, I said, you know, let me see how far away Brick Farm Tavern is. Cause I've always wanted to try Troon beer and Troon has their beer on tap at Brick Farm Tavern. And, you know, if you don't know the story of Troon, Troon posts their beers on Instagram um, when they're going to sell them, whether it's in a can or whether it's in a a growler. They usually post it at like 5 o'clock on a Thursday or a Wednesday or whatever it is, and within 10 minutes it's sold out. And you have a certain time frame to get there. If it's it's releasing the next day, you got to get there because if you don't, you're not going to get it. Um and I've never had the opportunity to get a beer from them when they've released it on Instagram. And it's a smart move by them. They release it on Instagram. In 10 minutes, it's sold out. They make, the, you know, they, they, listen, they make fantastic beer. They, they make their money. Kudos to them. Uh, there are lots of people that uh, flip out on them. Hayes Boy, if you, if you want to follow a cool account, um, jokes around all the time about how these people scream that they couldn't get their true beer. Anyway, I digress. So Brick Farm Tavern. Uh, it was open. It was only about 30 minutes away. I said, listen, let's grab some lunch. We'll go there. We can eat some good food, and I'll get to try some Troon beers. Well, first off, the food at Brick Farm Tavern is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Had a chorizo hash out of this world. Uh, my wife had a um, uh, sh- pork schnitzel. She wanted the cutlet to be more thinned out instead of really thick, but the pork was juicy and delicious. Um, but the chorizo hash that I had with, a, with an egg on top, sunny side egg on top, just unbelievable. So the two beers they had on tap from Troon, Competitive Grief, that was the first one. Hoppy, juicy, citrus, fantastic. Fantastic. It was a great beer. And then I had the Torn Apart by Birds. Now, I don't know in which order these were released by Troon in the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to get into that. But the Torn Apart by Birds, I, this is what I wrote on Untapped. My goodness, such a delightful beer. Hoppy, grassy, great bite to it. Fantastic. They both almost look the same in the pour. But let me tell you something. These guys do a phenomenal job with their beer. I love the fact that they're only on tap at this one place. I love the fact that they release their beer, it's sold out in no time, and you're either in on it or you're not. I mean, that's the bottom line. The restaurant itself is fantastic. I would love to go down there when it's a little cooler. You can sit outside on the grounds, enjoy a beer, um, you know, have a little food. Uh, it's dog-friendly. It's kid-friendly. Um, it's just really nice. 
because Brick Farm Tavern is basically the extension of their, they don't have a tap room, Troon, so that's their tap room. And it's whatever beer they have on draft that they've released, um, you can find it at Brick Farm Tavern until the, the keg kicks, and then that's it. Now, there's a distillery there as well. Um, you can go into the distillery. I think you can have samples there, and you can buy stuff. But it's just a really, really um, cool, cool place down in the Princeton area. Um, and I'm so glad that I got a chance uh, to enjoy some Troon beer. So it's uh, just phenomenal. I, I, can't, I can't speak enough of it. Everyone says, oh, it's, it's the, you know, like the mecca of beers in New Jersey. And you know what? They're right. And they're doing something right because of the fact that their beers sell out uh, within 10 minutes of them putting it up. Kudos to them. That's awesome. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show as well as my guest, Frank Koontz, co-owner of Settle Down Easy Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show on Tuesday at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Have a wonderful 4th of July. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.